when was the last time we did this together? I, you were doing a show. I did a show for ABC Radio, and we we, we were together. No, not radio. It was television. Uh, the Just Tomorrow Show on NBC, which would be about 20 years ago now. Is it that long? Yes, it was. Oh. Well, let me tell you what really happened. You were uh, 29, and I was 32. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I did. I was. Uh, it was a film called Awakening, well, sure. and I got the sense that the um, they sent me a um, a tape, a videotape of the real woman, and they sent me the script. And then I had a sense that the uh, casting lady was going to ask me to read mm -hmm. from the phone call, and I I felt that uh, enough people knew about my acting. I, if Penny Marshall was the director, was going to ask me to read, that was okay with me. So, in the last moment, I put my Oscar in my purse. And uh, as I talked to her, I thought that she was going to do that. And I'd done a hundred movies at that point, I guess. And I took it out of my purse and said, I think there's a lot of people around here who think I can act. Bravo. <laughs> uh, but I don't know whether it was a wise thing. I think every casting director in town hates me for that. <laughs> it, it, but but it, it's their way of their, they want to be sure before they present someone to a, a director, producer. And I guess that's what they have to do. If they can't be sure with Shelley Winters, who can they be certain <laughs> with? Huh? Well, my agent made me feel better because he told me Charlton Heston was up for a part. And they asked him to read. Jeez. So, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a new world.
again, baby Chasing somebody new I can't understand it Why you do the thing you do And there's no lie
I was inclined to love the fine actors and actresses uh, because something in me, Robert Montgomery, something told me they were the intelligent ones, mm -hmm. not just the sex pots. And then when I found myself in Hollywood, I gave in to that and became a sex pot. Yes, you did. Now I'm a senior citizen sex pot. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, that's what I, saw. I, mean, I did a wonderful picture with Ronald Coleman called A Double Life and uh, uh, signed with the studio because that's what you did those days. Sure. And, and that's what the kind of publicity they wanted me to have. In fact, you became such a sex pot, a glamorous woman, that you had to campaign long and hard for a role in The Place in the Sun opposite Elizabeth Taylor. You had to convince a lot of people yeah. that you were more than just a pretty face and a great body on yes, the screen. I'll, I'll not, to, not to take anything <laughs> away from those two things. Yes, I had uh, George Stevens, who I... He told me the greatest thing about, I teach acting, and this is the greatest thing he told me. He said, acting in film is you think loud and you talk soft. Uh -huh. And uh, that's absolutely true. But I ha he wouldn't let me come to Paramount. I met him at the Hollywood Athletic Club. I dyed my hair. I was in the middle of a sex pot movie, but I didn't care. And I dyed my hair and I had my sister's clothes on. She's a nurse. And I had brown and white shoes and bobby socks, and I wrapped up a sandwich, and I just sat there in a corner with no makeup. And he walked in, and he looked around, looked at me, looked, was looking for Shelley Winters, yeah, the, yeah. the glamour queen. And he sat there for about 15 minutes, and he picked up a Life magazine and looked at it and still looked around. And finally, just as he was going to go, his head spun around, his head spun around, and he looked at me. And he just walked over and said, if I test you and you get the part, can I photograph you this way? And I said...
papers here in Los Angeles today, there was a short item that you're giving away a Brando bust. You're getting rid of it. Well, I'm not get, uh, getting rid of it. It was in a place of honor in my house. It was a, a, a statue of his head that I've had for many years of him doing Mark Anthony. And he's a great actor. In the last few years, he's had a terrible traumas in his life. I know that. But he went on Larry King's show and used anti-Semitic dialogue which upset me terribly because I had great respect for him and I know him since the actor's studio days, which I think are 1948. When I was in Oklahoma and he, and he was in a streetcar named Desire, everything I've known about him to this minute has been he defended minorities, he... Uh, well, look at the work he did on behalf of Native Americans, yes, the American and Indian. Yes, uh, on uh, uh, Native uh, Africans. African-Americans. African-Americans, and many other things sure. that he doesn't talk about. So I was stunned to hear that. I th and I just don't want it in my house anymore, and I've given it to the uh, Anti-Defamation League who are going to raffle it off. Uh, they defend all minorities uh, who are defamed. And I just feel so... I felt so uh, clobbered by it because it was somebody I respected and admired. And I think I have to say to myself, he's had a couple of years of agony. Oh, he's had terrible tragedy, uh, Shelley. Yes, and, and, I know. And, and maybe he'd want to reconsider, considering what he's well, been through. Well, uh, I've already committed to do that. And, and the other thing is, I understand the point he was trying to make, that...
violent films that are going out now, uh, one after the other, I think uh, is like a disease. I know when I was a kid, I lived in the fantasy world sure. of the movies, and I think children still do. And you read about a kid, uh, 12 years old, shooting a teacher or an eight-year-old beating up a baby, uh, terrible things. And I think they don't believe in death. They see an actor in one television show, and the next night they see him in another. And I think that the movies I have a gr and te violent television have a great deal of responsibility. And I fancy myself a liberal. And I never you thought, been, by the way. <laughs> and I have been, and I never thought I would see the day that I think we need some kind of. Uh, uh, control, like we have the Catholic Legion of Decency and other things, and I think we need it again. Except how about parents reinforcing with their children, and we've talked about this here with other people in, in your profession, actors and actresses, you know, what appears on the motion picture screen is in often cases not reality, but fantasy, and kids eight years old really can't separate the two. No, and you know, uh, I've gone to the movies, and you buy three or four tickets, and they don't really look to see who's no, coming they don't. in. No, they and don't. when they go in, they go into five movie theaters, they go in one, and then they sneak out and go to another one in these co complexes. And uh, I, I think children, especially when they're unhappy, when they're one-parent homes and latchkey children, live in the fantasy of films. I did it when I was a kid. I, know I, you did. I would roller skate all over Brooklyn and pretend I was Gene Arlo. And, uh, <laughs> and I think, I think the movie life I saw was realer than my own life because it was, uh, very lonely. My mother had to work and my father was in prison uh, for, for a year. He was stabbed in prison. Then he had a new trial and he was completely exonerated. And he was in prison because? Uh, of, uh, an arson uh, thing. He had never had anything wrong, and mm -hmm. I think the fire was like...
I don't, as I said, a place in the sun was lost, I don't know, for 40 years, and then uh, Ted Turner bought it, and now they show it, and I'm the factory girl, and it's the one I was nominated Best Actress for. And the kids uh, come up to me in Rexalls or wherever and say, are you uh, Roseanne's grandmother? And I say, yes. My name is Shelley Winters. Hello. And they say, but are you the little factory girl in that picture of Place in the Sun? I say yes, and that's about 50 years ago. And you should read James uh, Theodore Dreiser. He wrote other great books like that, too. And the concept of time, yeah. it's very hard for them to grasp. You know, <laughs> one of them they figure I had makeup on. <laughs> uh, but it, 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 How it, is the concept for you to grasp? I enjoy whatever decade I'm in. There you go. I have a, I have a song. Shall I sing it to you? Sure. Oh, it's great to be alive at 75. Love's, love is subsidized and free since 63. Though it takes all night to do what you used to do all night through. Oh, it's great to be alive at 75. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> Life is always wonderful. Uh, as grandmother used to say. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, now I'm going to do a song taken from my album, The Jazz Soul of Little Stevie. The name of the song is called uh, Fingertips. Now I want you to clap your hand. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Stomp your feet. Jump up and down and do anything that you want to do. Yeah. Yeah.
time So if you want me to If you want me to I'm gonna swing the song, yeah Just one more time Until I come back Just one more time When I come back So goodbye